This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Love to hear from you at 1-800-919-3776. Also, formerly Twitter, now X at Hardesty ESPN at Gordon Damer at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM along with Harvey and Joe. They're back together again and so is Gordon and I until 10. The Big Daddy Ty Butler on 98.7 ESPN. Hey Gordon Damer, how are you? Larry Hardesty, how are you doing, my friend? Good to be I'm back do- with you. I'm doing great, and uh, we were looking for you last night, but mm-hmm. then I knew where you were. Yes. I knew there was a party at the Damer household <laughs> when you returned from taking Josh Donaldson to the airport. Well, actually, yesterday was a phenomenal day. Had to be. Well, yesterday was the final day my kids were off for summer vacation. So it worked out perfectly that Billy Joel was playing at the Garden, his monthly residency. Uh So uh, I I touched base with uh, Pete Doherty, uh, Mm -hmm. who uh, is our salesman extraordinaire, uh, and had gotten some some tickets for the suite to take the kids because they'd never seen Billy Joel before. They'd never been in the suite before. I believe the suite is still standing after the kids have been there. So so we went into the city. We had dinner in the city last night just as a family. Went to Billy Joel. Everybody had a sense. Not that Billy Joel needs any help selling tickets, but it really Mm -hmm. is a fantastic show. He still sounds phenomenal. uh, And and it's the perfect kind of concert because he's not, as he says during the concert, the the bad news is uh, uh, we're not playing any new material. We don't have any new material, basically, right? So (laughs) it's just banger after banger. It was a great day, fantastic day. And then driving into the city, the traffic was great. What? The traffic was phenomenal yesterday. I couldn't get, we breezed right in. Uh-huh. And most importantly, out of all of that, while I was in the car, I got the news: Josh Donaldson <laughs> is finally gone. That is that that day yesterday, one of my highlights of 2023. When 2023 is all said and done, that's uh-huh. a day I will look back on and say, "Boy, that was a that was a good day." So, am I to understand that today the uh, the heirs to the Damer Empire? Went to school. They did go back to school today. Yeah, Jersey wow. uh, decide. I don't know who decides. So stupid. They go to school today and tomorrow, mm-hmm. and then they're off Friday, <laughs> and then they're off Monday. So you okay. would think, hey, why, hey, why don't we just start this on Tuesday? But no, that's the, they didn't ask my opinion. Unfortunately, like most things in life, they did not ask my opinion. So yeah, they were in school today. But today's an easy day. Yeah. Today day. was just going, half just making sure you got to your classrooms, and, and everybody to seemed to do that okay. And everybody came home in a halfway decent mood today, which was a which was a win in the Damer household. Well, it's clear to me that whoever's in charge of schools over in the Garden State mm-hmm. um, was either had a bunch of kids in school, yeah, or was married to a teacher, yeah, and wanted to make sure that they had a little breathing room to get things going early, so we could sneak a couple of days in. We're good. It's not all the schools in Jersey, and I got to be honest with you. Uh, we have my sister-in-law, my brother-in-law. They live in uh, in uh, Ohio, and they mm-hmm. always go back very early. They they've been in yeah. school. It feels like they've been in school for like a month. Yeah. And uh, I always I'm like, oh, that's so hard. The kids are going to school in August. So now yeah. this year, with them moving it up where we are, I was embarrassed to tell people that our, our kids. I feel like we're like uh, middle of the country people now that uh, they're going back mm-hmm. to school in August. It's terrible. Hate yes. the idea. Yeah. And, and apparently, uh, some inside uh, info, which nobody cares about, a lot of the kids didn't even show up today. So, Because <laughs> they're not uh, back. I'll see, I'll see you on Tuesday, right? I mean, yeah. how much am I going to miss? Yeah, it's true. It's true. You're just there. It's just, you know, 
This is what your classroom looks like here. Walk right. around the hallways. This is exactly. how you go. You got your schedule. You Goodbye. know where lunch is. Don't worry about it. You'll figure it out. Yep. See you. See you Tuesday exactly. when, when we play for real. Exactly. So it's, so it's basically a walkthrough today. Mm-hmm. It's like the final preseason game, you know, just. <laughs> Boy, I tell you, we have a lot to do. We will talk about baseball. Obviously, the Yankees got some call-ups. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But, Gordon, I wanted to start a little differently. Okay. I wanted to start because Harvey sent me a uh, link mm-hmm. to Sports Illustrated's comment that the 2023 AFC quarterback class could be the best in NFL history, Gordon. Yeah. Best in NFL history. Now, we did a, uh, when you were last here, we did a, you know, the bet online folks had sent me some inf- some odds on who was the first quarterback to get ousted. Yes. Not because of injury, but to be, you know, refreshed. Yeah. So now here are the top quarterbacks in the AFC. I'll run them down for you. I'll go mm-hmm. from worst to first. Okay. All right. And see what you think. I think I know who's first. I think I feel, if yeah, we were on I'm, Family never, Feud, I feel like I had to get the yeah. number one answer. Okay. Well, I'll tell you who number 16 is. Okay. And number 16 is C.J. Stroud of Houston. Okay. Well, that's All fair, right. right? He's never played an NFL game. We don't know really if he can. Mm-hmm. Uh, 15 is Anthony Richardson of the Colts. Okay. Same situation. Yep. Uh, number 14 is Mac Jones. Ooh, that's not, that is not, that's not good for Mac Jones. Okay. Um, now... See, here's the here's the question. Well, let me run down, and then we'll come back. Sure. All right. Uh, number 13 is Kenny Pickett from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Interesting. Okay. Uh, number 12, you might you might be familiar with this gentleman's work. Ryan mm-hmm. Tannehill mm-hmm. of the Tennessee Titans is number 12. Number 11, Russell Wilson, Denver Broncos. Okay. Now, I'll be honest with you. I don't know how he would be ele- – I, I don't know how he would be ahead of Tannehill. After the season he had last year, but I yeah, digress. It's a very bad season last year, but <laughs> it's the Nathaniel Hackett maybe impact there. New team, new situation. It was it was a bad year, though. It was not good. No. It was not good. Number 10, Jimmy Garoppolo hmm. from your Las Vegas Raiders. Okay. All right. Number 9, Deshaun Watson, Cleveland. That's not good for Cleveland if Deshaun Watson is 9. Yeah. Uh, Miami Dolphins. Tua Tagovailoa is number eight. Perfect. That's perfect with the Dolphins. Eight and eight. Eight and nine every year. <laughs> eight spot for the quarterback. Commitment Lamar to Jackson. mediocrity. Lamar Jackson, number seven. Okay. Aaron Rodgers of the Jets, number six. Hmm. Okay. Trevor Lawrence, number five. All right. Wow. Justin Herbert, number four. That's a little high for him, Gordon. A little high. It's a little high. You know I little love Justin high. Herbert. You, yeah. know I, you know I do. That's a little high for Justin Herbert. Number three, Josh Allen. Number okay. two, Joe Burrow. And, of course, number one would be Patrick Mahomes. So, Gordon, let's go back down. Yeah. Uh, for me, listen, I, I'm not here to say that Mac Jones – and we get your thoughts on the poll, 1-800-919-3776. I'm not here to defend Mac Jones. But, Gordon, he had two defensive coordinators <laughs> calling plays for him last year. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, a defensive coordinator and a special teams coach calling plays for him last year. Now, I'm not saying that he's a great quarterback. I'm not trying to say that. But when you're looking to somebody for some help and you've got a defensive coordinator who failed as a head coach in Detroit and a special teams coach who failed as a head coach in New York with the Giants, I mean, he's not getting a lot of help there. So while he is 14 and I understand him being down there, uh, Gordon, he didn't have any, any help to try to get him better during the season. 
we talk about quarterbacks and developing quarterbacks all the time, and it's not just about the player and the talent of the player, the potential of the player. It's about the situation. And it's kind of hard to uh, make a, a, a solid feel for Mac Jones's career in New England when you take a look at what he was dealing with last year. That is not the if, – if that had been any other coach outside of the great Bill Belichick who put their franchise quarterback in that position, I think there would be a lot more calls for that head coach's job mm-hmm. because that is just not set up for success. And it's not like they – it's not like it's just the coaching that is deficient. It feels like there's deficiencies on offense as well. So, uh, yeah, I, I think it might be a little strong that Mac Jones is down there at uh, 14, but he's certainly on the bottom half yes. of whatever rankings you want to put in the AFC. Now, here, here's some numbers for you. As a rookie, Jones threw for 3,801 yards and 22, 22 touchdowns. Last year... He threw for 2,997 yards and 14 touchdowns with Matt Patricia and Joe Judge helping him out. So, I mean, his numbers dip, so he deserves to be down there, but it's Gordon's really not his fault. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's kind of – unfortunately, though, when, when the kid Bailey Zappi came in, it seemed like he kind of gave them a little bit of a spark, but they're not – they're just not loaded with talent. No. I mean, you know, you look at their receivers. they got a bunch of tight ends. Uh, the, the running back, Ramondre Stevenson, had a very strong season. Mm-hmm. So maybe he takes the next step forward this year and is more of a factor for them, and they still have a good offensive line, which certainly helps, but – you know, Kendrick Bourne and Jacoby Myers and Devontae Parker and Nelson Aguilar and Hall of Famers. Yeah, it doesn't really feel like a, a team loaded with talent. So no. uh, I, I'm always leery to write off the Patriots. But boy, everybody, yeah. everybody is writing off the Patriots this year. You know me. Until the stake is in their heart. You got to see the bo- <laughs> show me the body, right? Show me the body. Show me the body. If you're watching the TV show and somebody is, uh, is, is done away with off camera, if you don't see them on camera, chances are that character is not gone just yet. Yep. So I got to see the body. I really do. Uh, Kenny Pickett, nine interceptions and only seven touchdown passes last year, Gordon. But you could see, and I know preseason doesn't tell you anything, but he just looks different. He looks like, you know, a guy that's more comfortable, more familiar. And we'll see when the, you know, as what's the, when we start playing for real. But you, you, you can see that there's talent there, and I think he'll be better than he was, clearly, than last year. Well, I mean, you just talk in terms of talent. I know Deontay Johnson didn't score any touchdowns last year, but he is, uh, he, he's an excellent receiver. Pickens is explosive. Uh, the tight end that they have is always making big catches in the middle of the field. Friermuth. Uh, Najee Harris has been a little disappointing yeah. considering where he mm-hmm. was drafted, but they have a kid, Jalen Warren, who's been uh, a talk, especially in fantasy football circles this year. And the Steelers have been – it seems like there's a lot of positive mm-hmm. uh, reports about the Steelers. Here's all you need to know. They never finish under 500 with Mike That's Tomlin. Right. That's it. So if you don't finish under 500, you're going to have a chance at the playoffs. Now, maybe not this year in the AFC because it's so stacked. Mm-hmm. But if they get another – if they get a big step forward from Kenny Pickett, boy, they're, they're set up pretty well. Plus, Gordon, their offensive line did not play well last no, year. No, no. Usually so you that think hurts of the Steelers are having great offensive lines. I don't know that they fixed that either. Um, but um, And I, I'm not, uh, I know that the, the reputation of their offensive coordinator is not great in Matt Canada, nope. but uh, they do have some talent. At least there with Kenny Pickett, they got some, they, they've surrounded him with some talent. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. I am really curious about uh, – we'll skip over Ryan Tannehill because we know you know him. It's okay. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> and we made our comments about Russell Wilson, and we'll see if uh, Sean Payton can resurrect him. Mm-hmm. 
But I am curious about Jimmy Garoppolo, number 10. And because for me, Gordon, he's never available. How could he be a top 10 guy in the AFC when he's not available? Yeah, that does not feel like a good situation there. With the coach and him and his availability, there was already the report that, what was it, his foot or something like that? Yeah. They they might have to avoid the contract. Guy's never healthy. He's, not, mm -hmm. he's good. You can win with him, but you're never going to win because of him. Uh, the one name that jumped out to me as being as low as he is is, is Deshaun Watson. Yeah, right ahead um, of him. Yeah, number nine. That yes. is not what Cleveland gave. When Cleveland and all the teams, not just Cleveland, there was uh, the amount of teams that were going after him when he was available was a long list of teams. And what they gave up, they did not give up all of that to get the ninth best quarterback in the AFC. No, they didn't. Well, but part of it, even though he completed almost fifty-nine percent of his passes, mm -hmm. seven touchdowns, seven touchdowns, and five picks. You know, he had not played in so long Ever. that has to have had some impact. So I, I think that when we take a look at the teams in the AFC this year, if there is a team that people are, are I don't know, sleeping is the right word on it, but uh, mm. it feels like it's a little under the radar. The Cleveland yes. Browns could be could be halfway decent in that division. If you told me any of the teams in that division won the division, it would it would not really shock me all that much. And you understand, too, their defense is very good. Miles Garrett, the, the mm -hmm. defensive side Force. of the ball is not Absolutely. the issue. Absolutely. It's really quarterback play for them. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. That's what's keeping them hostage almost. 1-800-919-3776. Gordon and I will continue to go down to the Sports Illustrated 2023 AFC quarterback class. Do you think it's the best in NFL history? I mean, I don't know, Gordon. That's his Gordon, history is a long time. <laughs> it is a long time. Yeah. I, I don't know. that. that that's... It it's, looks kind of maybe it's top heavy, but the bottom is doesn't have length. This is ESPN New York tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on ninety eight point seven ESPN. Talking about the SI poll of the top quarterbacks, possibly in the AFC of all time. Now, Gordon, you you are very young, so you you'll kind of remember this era. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And Harvey and I were talking about it during the break, and so Joe chimed in as well. I mean, Gordon, the 80s had some pretty good AFC quarterbacks. They did? Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you, you had a guy that played in Miami that was kind of good, mm -hmm. in Dan Marino. Okay? Uh, Elway. Yep. Um, Ken Stabler wasn't bad. He might have yep. been on his way out, but Ken Stabler was pretty good. Mm -hmm. um, Warren Moon, not bad. A lot of guys, sure. Uh, Jim I mean, Pluck even guys Boomer that you, 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 you might not think about, like Bernie Kosar was, yeah. was excellent in his time. I mean, they had Dan a lot Fouts. of great quarterbacks. Dan Fouts. How can you forget Dan Fouts, of course? Air Coriel. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, when you're talking about all time, all time is a long time. It is. <laughs> uh, but you'd have to say in this AFC, uh, again, it's projection. And I would wonder, I would ask simply, are they just talking about this season or are they talking – from this point on, because to me, if you're just talking about this season, to put Trevor Lawrence ahead of Aaron Rodgers, that seems a little bit of a stretch to me there. But it, it certainly seems like Patrick Mahomes is going to be a Hall of Famer, right? Yes, absolutely. It, it's still very early on in this, but it feels like Joe Burrow could wind up as being a Hall of Famer. Mm -hmm. I would say it's a little bit more of a stretch right now, but it would not shock me if Josh Allen turned out to be a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is clearly going to be a Hall of Famer. Yep. 
Lamar Jackson could very well turn out. I mean, he's an could MVP be. already once in his career. Would not yeah. shock me if he's a Hall of Famer. Yep. Trevor Lawrence, there's a lot to be decided there still. It's only mm-hmm. year, uh, this is going to be year three, so we only got two years to go on. But the projections of him coming out yeah. would not Joe shock Burrow. you if he's a Hall of Famer. So, I mean, there's, a, there's, there's potentially a lot of Hall of Fame quarterbacks there. Yeah. So they got you got three MVPs, three mm-hmm. Super Bowl winners, four All-Pros. Plus, this is SI, plus ascending Pro Bowlers, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, and Trevor Lawrence. Uh, they are saying, um, although there's unknowns about the quarterbacks taken in the draft, including Anthony Richardson, C.J. Stroud, Mac Jones, Katie Pickett, most of the AFC signal callers are the best the NFL has to offer. While everyone's rankings are different, it's impossible to list the top. It's almost impossible to list the top 10 quarterbacks in the league and not have at least eight from the AFC. So they're talking about this year. Sounds okay, like just this year. This year. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Um, because, and they add, outside of 39-year-old Aaron Rodgers with the Jets, AFC boasts obscene young talent. Patrick Mahomes, 27. Josh Allen, 27. Jack Lamar Jackson, 26. Joe Burrow, 26. Justin Herbert, 25. And Trevor Lawrence, 23. And then Watson's 27 and Tua's 25. Yeah, I, I, I would think that there's probably never been more weighted towards one conference mm-hmm. because if you if you just just let them be free agents obviously Mahomes would be the best guy in the NFC right He's better than any guy in the NFC Burrow's right. better than anybody in the NFC mm-hmm. Allen's probably better than anybody in the NFC mm-hmm. Herbert maybe he's not as good as um, um, Jalen Hurts because right. Jalen Hurts is coming off an excellent season last year but, I mean, like, who are the good quarterbacks in the NFC? There, there's yeah. not many of them. I mean, if Herbert got traded to the NFC, he, he might be the best guy there. Trevor Lawrence certainly could be the best guy there. Yeah, it's true. The NFC is lacking. The NFC is lacking. I, I, mean, I mean, who who is this great quarterback? The commanders don't have him. Nope. Danny Dimes. Uh-huh. Uh, Dak Prescott. <laughs> nope. Um, Jalen Hurts, we mentioned. The right. Cardinals, it seems like they're tanking. Yeah. Brock Purdy, we got to see more. He had right, one you great year. Right, got to see year. more about a Brock Purdy. Geno had a great year last year for the Seahawks, but you yeah. got to see more there. Yeah. Uh, Kirk Cousins? Is Kirk Cousins doing it for anybody? Uh, no, but he's one of the best when you name the names. Yeah. <laughs> he's up there. Yeah, right, you have to he's be, t- right? Hey, course, he's top five. It, right, if you're saying you're basing it on the competition. He's top five right now in, yep. the, in the NFC. He's top five. And he's not great. Baker Mayfield for anybody? Baker? Baker Mayfield? Yeah, the going NFC once, South. Going twice? The, yeah, the NFC South and the NFC North, they don't really have no. anybody, no. I would say, that is it, it, that would be in the conversation of best quarterbacks mm-hmm. in the NFL. No, they don't. They don't. Let's go to the phones. 1-800-919-3776. Jose's in Brooklyn. Jose, start us off on ESPN New York tonight. Hey, good afternoon, Larry, GD. Shout out to the company. Wanted to definitely chime in on the, you know, this conversation because it's definitely entertaining and interesting. And I, because I'm a person that I'm not a huge believer in Mac Jones. I don't think he's going to be an all-world superstar quarterback, but I do think that he is decent and he and he does play very well for what they ask him to do and he plays within their system very well and kind of like what you said Larry with all the situations they they've kind of you know they kind of did him very hard in his second year and i feel like all the criticism even though some of it is warranted 
a lot of it is from people who just really were not high believers in him because they still look at him as that third stringer guy from Alabama who was third string to Hertz and um, Tua. So that, and you know, my hot take for the year is I think it's actually going to be the Jets and the Patriots fighting it out for the top two seeds for for the top two, two for the as the top two teams in this division. So just wanted to throw that in there. In the in in their division, Jose. Yes, I think it's going to be wow. the Patriots and the Jets. Wow. I think the Bills are really I, – I, I'm just not buying the hype of the Bills. I know that they have the consistency and the proof, but I just think that they're kind of due for a setback. They lost a home – they got blown out in a home game, and usually that means that that's a team that's more on the decline than on the, up, uh, on the upswing to a Super Bowl. And also I think that, you know, with the Tua situation – Gordon knows that's not a situation that looks good, and we know that Mike White can't stay healthy either. So, you know, it's gonna, it, it, you know, it, I'm gonna, you know, be it's gonna be interesting to see how Gordon reacts to those. Well, he's not happy. I can tell you that right now from looking at him. Thanks, Jose. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. We'll come back. We'll hear from Gordon next on ninety eight seven ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. You know, I first heard this, Gordon. I was waiting for the underdog theme to start. Uh, That's what I was just thinking. I thought we were going back to the uh, theme song showdown. I mean, um, Mighty Mouse, rather, not underdog, Mighty Mouse. Yes, wow, that's a a little different. Mm -hmm. Hardesty and Damer in Fagrasso on 98.7 ESPN. All right, Gordon, before we go back to the phones, Jose says that he feels that the Jets and Patriots will be battling out atop the AFC East. Well, I could see it. Uh, it would not shock me at all. I, I feel like that the Patriots have been very under. I don't like, I can see, I understand what everybody is saying because it does feel like they are trending in the wrong direction. Uh, and just when you take a look at what they have at the skill positions, it, it doesn't seem like a team that can compete against the Jets and certainly the Bills. Uh, so I am leery to write them off for dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Jets, I've been, I've been as look, I've been as optimistic as anybody. Yeah, you have. So thanks to your algorithm. It, I, I, the algorithm has shown the way, and and what it tells you is that the Jets should be competing against the best this year. I yeah. mean, that's that's why you made the moves that you made this offseason. They are all in on this year, and hopefully a little bit beyond that, because it looks mm-hmm. like Rodgers is going to be here beyond this year. Yeah, but they're all in. Yeah, as they should and be. I, and I'm all in on, on them being all in. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, if and I understand your position. If you had a different look at quarterback, you would be a bit more confident in your team. Well, I, I just I can't be confident in my team because my team is incompetent. And, and they are one of the most incompetent organizations in sports right now. And there's no team that has um, uh, more uncertainty. At, mm-hmm. at the most critical position in all of sports, at quarterback. Yeah. And yet people are predicting, oh, they're going to do this. They're gonna... How many games is Tua going to miss? Because history mm-hmm. has shown us he's going to miss a certain amount of games. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. There's no question. There's no question. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, let's go back to the phone. Spike is in St. Pete. What's up, Spike? Well, I've had uh, quite an interesting day. I want to make two comments. One, Gordon, you said you saw Billy Joel last night. I did, yep. Yeah, Billy Joel rocking the garden one more time. 
Oh, great. Yeah, that's a great show. And uh, we talked about this on a Saturday about school starting early. And you said something about an administrator, whoever made you, you had some funny uh, name to it because down here they've been in school two, three weeks. It's all crazy. But anyway, uh, it's about five, four fifty in the morning. I'm looking at now four fifty one. Power went off. Hurricane came through and uh All's good. Uh, made it through. I saw some people. They go on these paddle things. They tell you to stay away. And you got these morons with you know on a, with one paddle on a skate ski uh, you know a surfboard. And you know people are crazy. I'm telling you. But uh, the people are going to get it pretty good coming up the coast. So be careful. So we're very fortunate today. One point you made on the quarterbacks. So while Jose was talking, I was thinking about it. You know, Jalen Hurts has a really good year. Say he gets to the Super Bowl, wins or loses. He goes right to number two or something with Mahomes. Because we talked all year about the NBA and the East was better, the East was better, and Denver wins after many tries. And with your, with your, uh, with your Miami team, Sacramento got in in the NBA last year, Gordon. Things are changing. I'm telling you, you could take these polls, and when I hear some of the stuff, because it was in and out today, a crazy day, yeah, there are a lot of better named quarterbacks in the AFC, but for the Jets, and I want the Jets to win. You know how I love Ty and Buddha, and Ira's been a friend forever. I want you, I want you guys to be happy. I'm not you, Gordon. I mean, no. I don't want you to be happy. I, I want Listen. Miami to be happy, too. Let them play each other for a conference. But my point is, the coach, that we, we, the coach is the weak link on the Jets because I've been reading up on football because until basketball starts, there's a dirt to me because I talk on baseball. But uh, it's it's just the coach. He's what is he? He's like what eleven and twenty or something. So he has to show his stuff. Unless I'm wrong, and you guys can answer and have a great night. Maybe Aaron Rodgers is coaching the offense. Would that be more apt? Uh, no, there's no question, Spike. Aaron yeah. Rodgers is coaching the offense. Thanks for the phone call. Hope everything is well for you in St. Pete. Uh, he's coaching the offense. He's. Uh, looking in on what the defense is doing, and he's uh, in charge of player personnel. He's a very busy man with the Jets, Gordon, very busy. And that has now been taken off the plate, really, of Robert Sala. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the offense has been outsourced to Aaron Rodgers. I don't think that there's really any way you can look at it otherwise. They, they brought in the coach that he wants as the offensive coordinator. They brought in the players that they could bring in that he wants. So uh, the offense is, is on Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt about it, definitely. Uh, let's go to Jason in the car. Jason, you're next on 98.7. Hey, guys. Hey, Jason. Hello? Yeah, we got you. All right. No, I just want to make sure you guys can hear me. Uh, hope everybody's having a great night tonight. Um, I think Jose and a lot of the Jet fans have found Aaron Rodgers' Alawaska stash because, I mean, to me, they're just a team that's coming in on a six-game losing streak from last year. They got an offensive line with a ton of holes in it. Um, and you got a 39-year-old quarterback who has no chemistry with these guys in real game play. So, to me, it's going to be Buffalo and Miami again in the AFC East. Uh, New England has no chance. No quarterback, no chance. This is the league. Well, look, Jason, I, I know what you're saying. It does certainly feel like New England is the fourth of the four teams. But mm-hmm. uh, last year they won 8-9. And uh, the Dolphins went nine and eight and the Dolphins had a whole lot of things go right. And the Patriots had a whole lot of things go wrong and they were separated by one game. So uh, I would just be a little leery of writing off Bill Belichick and the Patriots just yet. 
Yeah, I agree. <laughs> he and and, and, and when he's talking about something. The, yeah, I mean talking about the Bills, the the pressure is all on the Bills. The it is. The, the Bills have got to fire. The yep. the Bills are past due on firing. It's true. So and after the way last season ended, I think you give them a little bit uh, of of not a break, but maybe you can understand it in hindsight because of mm-hmm. the the Demar Hamlin thing and, and then the the uh, the Josh Allen injury. It did seem like he was not the same guy after that, and the team just never seemed to get up off the mat after the whole scene with Demar Hamlin. And mm-hmm. so maybe that had an impact on it, but. We talk about the pressure that's on the Jets, and there is absolutely pressure on the Jets this year. There's just as much pressure on the Bills. They they got to fire. This is this is going to get harder and harder to keep this team together, and they they won't keep this team together. They'll no. have to figure out other ways. You're right. And listen, Novon Miller because he's on the pup. Mm-hmm. That doesn't help you to get started as you try to pressure quarterbacks. It means you got to do some other things there. And listen, my friend, Jets beat you last year with a subpar quarterback. You split with them last year. You didn't split. You didn't sweep them. Mm-hmm. And, and you should have lost both games. Should have lost both games. That, <laughs> you that should have lost both. I, I know we get hyperbolic about the first week of the season. Yeah, absolutely. We, it's so overblown. Not this that year. That Bills Jets game. Not this year. Not this year. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Gordon had Willie Colon on last night while you yeah. were grooving, moving, mm-hmm. and grooving with Billy Joel, mm-hmm. talking about the Uptown Girl and company. Yeah. And uh, he said it is a must-win for the Jets. You can't. You you. <laughs> You, you only have one chance to make a first impression. And your first impression, Monday night, everybody there, you're home. You're home. That's the you got to win that game. You got to win that game. You know, if we were just talking about a Jets team that was just trying to find a way to the playoffs, you could overcome that. But if you're having the goals that I think the Jets and Jet fans have of winning the division and, 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 and really showing that you are in the class of the best teams in the AFC, you got to be – the Jets have got to start winning – Divisional games. Yeah, no question. And this is and a conference huge one games. right off the bat. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No question. And conference games. Listen, I, you can lose to the NFC. doesn't kill you. You got to win. You got to be You got to be winning, have a winning record in your division and in your conference if you can. You have to because that decides your playoff position. It's a big test for the Jets right away, and it's a huge test for the algorithm, Larry. You know, I, yes, it is. Huge test huge. for the algorithm. Huge. Oh, my God. Huge. And, oh, by the way, Jordan Runon came on and doubled down and said the same thing about the Giants against Dallas on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. They have to beat Dallas because they never beat Dallas. That's so true. You, and they you never beat see, the Eagles either. No. So, and you and I spoke about it. You know, that's what, that's the first thing to show that this team has improved. Can you, can you beat Dallas and Philly? That's what you got to do. You know, and from an offensive standpoint, Gordon, I think they have a shot to do that because they have more, more, a more potent offense about getting the ball down the field. But then, you know, as Jordan Ronan mentioned last night, you know, has Evan Neal taken that stop, that next step? And we'll find out Sunday night because Michael Parsons is going to – He'll be there. Yeah, he'll be there. You'll see him. I can tell you that much for sure. <laughs> 1-800-919-3776. We'll continue quarterback talk with you next on 98.7 ESPN. Alawaska stash. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Joe Leo makes an interesting point. And he mentions about uh, Kelly. No, Kelly. Uh, <laughs> right, right team, wrong quarterback. Um, Josh Allen being 4-4 four and four in the postseason. 
mm-hmm. and Joe Burrow five and two, one less year, and one of the wins, a thrashing of Buffalo. Yeah, they just never showed up in that game. I mean, uh, can we start? I mean, guess what? If he was downstate, we'd start talking about Josh Allen can't win the big one. Oh, no question. Going, they, no. We'd have worn him out. We'd have worn him out. Worn him out, yep. When's he going to win the big one? He's been there. The, look mm-hmm. at the team around them. Look at the coaching staff. Look at what they have defensively. They've won the division. How come he can't win the big one? Yeah, they're a team that's gone all in here, right? They've made all in kind of moves, and it has not worked. And it's going to get tougher and tougher to do that after this season. It's really with his with Allen. When you start paying the quarterback, it gets harder and harder to fill out the other aspects of the team. So this mm-hmm. is a kind of a make or break year for the Buffalo Bills. Otherwise, they're going to have to, I think, like figure out a different way to do it. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how this turn this uh, turns out. Can't wait, Gordon. These days are move, not moving fast enough for my ready for the season to begin. It's like a heavyweight fight, right? And you're just waiting. You're just counting no. down the days, and it can't. Uh, it can't get here soon enough. Absolutely. No, no, it just can't. It just can't. Head back to the phones. Danny's in Long Island. What's up, Danny? Good evening, guys. We're rubbing football all over ourselves. We can't wait for opening day. You know, as far as Buffalo is concerned, you know, I blame the coaching staff. I'm not completely sold on that coach for not breaking the Bronco that is Josh Allen and teaching him to be a quarterback instead of still thinking he's back in college and he's the biggest, toughest guy on the field. He's trying to be Mahomes when Mahomes is a special guy. He needs to be Joe Burrow, who understands his place on the field, surrounded by other great athletes at every position, and just let it happen. He doesn't need to be running plays and extending, overextending plays, and that's the coaching staff, and I think that that coach – Yes, the Jets are under a lot of pressure. The Jets go 11-6 and uh, six or 12-5 and five and win a playoff game. That's a good season in the AFC. That is not a good season for Buffalo. The pressure is on them. And you talk about paying the quarterback. They're just combining fake football, which is fantasy. I, the first two rounds of my fantasy football draft, Mahomes and Kelsey got taken. There wasn't another single player on that team taken to the 10th round and a wide receiver taken to the 13th round. I have the number two receiver on that team, Sky Moore, in the 16th pick. Whereas in his, every, you look at all these other teams, like Boyd is an afterthought on Cincinnati. He would be the best wide receiver by far on Kansas City. But they have so much money tied up in Kelsey and the quarterback that they can't afford to have these guys. And that's what Buffalo is looking at in a couple of years. It's either win now or you, you cannot sign these athletes. And a tremendous amount of pressure. You know, I, it's just... In the coaching staff, I blame it all on them for not not breaking this quarterback spirit and teaching him to be a team player and let it develop around him. That's it. All right, Danny, thanks for the phone call. That's an interesting point, Gordon. I just think that they they love him. He's a big guy. He loves playing that way, and they just let him go because it was successful for them. They didn't feel like they had to rein him in. Yeah, and, and you can't make everybody into somebody else sometimes. Like um, – you have to take the good with the bad kind of thing. And unfortunately it's not paid off for the bills so far, but you, you don't want uh, Josh Allen trying to be somebody that he's not. He's, he is a little bit of a wild card. Uh, and I think that the injury last year, I do feel like we're kind of downplaying that because mm-hmm. he was not really the same guy after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he, listen, he's got a chance to prove us wrong this year. Absolutely. And you better. Yeah, <laughs> you better. You know, the Bills are like the worst kind of position to be in high expectations and not matching them for for a couple of years now. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's tough. Alex is in Rockland. What's up, Alex? Uh, I was calling in about one of your previous segments about the disparity in the NFC quarterbacks, and you were kind mm-hmm. of downplaying kind of about Kirk Cousins, saying he's kind of – I understand the AFC has an extraordinary talent quarterback, five, six of them that would easily be above the NFC quarterbacks. But if you put Kirk Cousins' statistics the past couple of years, he's been top ten in your major category. And last year, with finally the help of a healthy backfield, kind of with Madison taking a big step up, and the emergence of Jefferson as the wide receiver one, debatably, and finally a, a healthy offensive line, uh, I don't, I, I don't see him as being a a, a bad take at an NFC quarterback. I see him being a winning quarterback in the NFC and could carry a team to a couple playoff wins. Granted, he had a bad loss last year against the Giants. He puts up the numbers. He's a consistent quarterback, and I don't think it would be unfair. I don't think I think it's unfair to keep him outside the top three in the NFC. Oh no, no in the I, NFC, absolutely. Not in the, no, we yeah. we we agree with you, Alex. Thanks for the phone call. Mm-hmm. He's among the top in the NFC. But in the NFC, in the NFC, not if you the moved AFC. him to the AFC. What would he be? Eighth, maybe. I mean, um, who would you rather the, have, Deshaun Watson or Kirk Cousins? Just as a player. I'm not talking about the other stuff. Deshaun Watson. I probably would, too. Even though he was terrible last year when he came back, yeah. I think that that was a lot of rust. And, and Kirk Cousins, I mean, Kirk Cousins is going to be 35 this year. Yeah. Younger, more mobile, mm-hmm. uh, better arm. Better, uh, I think he, he used to have better arm talent. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Co- I, I, he, you cannot argue with Cousins' numbers. No, uh, you can He can't. puts up 4,000 yards a year. He, does. he throws 30 touchdowns, a good completion percentage. Uh, the, the big lights, the bright lights don't always – he is a great regular season quarterback. Mm-hmm. When you get to the postseason, things right. not always go his way. But he is a great, solid, winning regular season quarterback. Gordon, he's what um, one of our former colleagues used to say about Peyton Manning, who's the best regular season quarterback in NFL history. <laughs> That's what he used to say. Mm-hmm. Best regular season quarterback in NFL history, but he didn't win the big one. And now when he's got Super Bowl, you can't say that anymore. Uh, let's go to Tommy in Long Island. What's up, Tommy? Hey, buddy. How you guys doing? Hey, Tommy. Now, you know what I liked about watching Hard Knocks? Aaron Rodgers got in, with the, got in it with the defensive player like twice. You don't know my name. You don't know me. You don't. Wasn't that awesome? Well, you know what, Tommy? And thanks for the phone call. Gordon, it was perfect for TV. Sure. <laughs> it was perfect for Hard Knocks. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it was. It was excellent for that, you know. Uh, it's, made, it was like a, a script mm-hmm. from you know from sports entertainment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you push me, I push you. I say this, you say that. It's perfect. I'll be honest with you. I generally like hard knocks when it gives me stuff of the guys I don't know about. Mm-hmm. And that did they did some of that this past episode? Yeah, Brownlee and Gibson. Right, but I feel like. The, the, the presence of Rodgers, and I get it. He's the star. I feel like they went too much with Rodgers. I would like to I like to know the stories of the other guys trying to make the team, the receiver who's doing the M&M thing. Mm-hmm. Those are the stories that really resonate with me or or are the families as well. Mm-hmm. You know, Randall Cobb's kids who are adorable. Yeah. And, and the other, the, the defensive lineman who's trying to make the, yeah. the, the rotation smart. and stuff like smart. that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But I enjoyed Aaron Rodgers when he was frustrated with the way the the uh, that was good. I enjoyed that. Yeah, look at all the mistakes. Early on in that episode, it, they made uh, they made Tony Soprano look like Mister Rogers. I mean, <laughs> woof. 
I'm not I'm not one usually to blush at language, but it was. They were firing. They, they weren't, firing they weren't putting cylinders. that. On, yeah, they weren't putting that on network television. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> Jacques is in Rockland. Jacques, you're next on 98.7. Yes, uh, good evening, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, just on the Jets with the whole Aaron Rodgers and um, I think the whole chemistry thing is getting overblown. Um, on the defensive side, I, I think our chemistry is straight. Um, everywhere else on the team, our culture. And all the other stuff, our chemistry is fine. Uh, we had the, the 32nd ranked quarterback play between the four quarterbacks that played last season. And Aaron Rodgers, whether he you know comes in as MVP or just plays average, is, is an instant upgrade. And out of out of the out of all the games that we lost last season, most of the games that we lost, we were in them games, and it was just poor quarterback play. So Aaron Rodgers coming in is an instant upgrade, and chemistry will happen. And he seems like he's a perfectionist. He's, he's very detailed. It, it shows in the practices and stuff that we've been watching. And I don't think it's, it's going to be a, a huge problem that people are trying to make it out to be or, you know, the media is trying to make it out to be just, just to, you know, get some news. So, um, yeah, I, I think this is going to be a great season for the Jets. I'm looking forward. Um, I see everything positive. After, after witnessing last year in the back quarterback play, all I see is is, is positive. Um, looking forward with Aaron Rodgers coming in because that was the missing piece. How could you not, Jock? Thanks for the phone call. I mean, when you look at the quarterback type play you got last year. Oh my God! I mean, anything is an improvement. I mean, he had a bad year last year, Gordon, and he would have had if he had that year for the Jets. It would have been one of the great quarterback years the Jets have had in a single season. The Jets have not had a great run of quarterback play in over fifty years. But you could make the argument that last year was rock bottom. Go home, go on vacation, go read a book, go do something. That's right. Right? I mean, last year was as bad as it got. Oh, it was awful. Whoo! It was awful, Gordon. It was awful. Now, now the team was better. It wasn't yes. as bad as the team that Gase had. That team, Ugh. I was saying, every, you, you got to see it to believe it. Ugh. I mean, it was so bad. <laughs> Even by bad football standards in the NFL, that team was horrendous. Oh. Last year, it was the quarterback was just horrendous. So, uh, yeah, this is this is like a dream come All of true them. that you're replacing this level of quarterback play with one of the greatest quarterbacks that has ever played. You had horrendous quarterback play, really bad quarterback play, and subpar quarterback play. That's what you had. It was a it was a little potpourri of yeah poo poo. Poor quarterback play. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it Potpourri was. of poo-poo quarterbacks. <laughs> it was. It really it was. was. And, it was and listen, here's one person I know he got chemistry with. He got chemistry with Gary Wilson. There's no question he could throw, he could hit Gary Wilson in his sleep. <laughs> Isn't it amazing how he has he, – he, he, he barely knows Gary Wilson, but Gary mm-hmm. Wilson's really good and Rogers is really good, and there doesn't seem to be the chemistry issue there. No, uh-uh. No. no. Talent, some talent finds a way. It, it, it's, it finds a yeah. way to find each other. You know, this isn't that weird? Isn't that coincidental, right? <laughs> you know. And listen, I have there's a I have a lot of questions about Robert Salas' coaching situation too, Gordon. His ability and what he's done. You don't win without talent. I don't care how good a coach you are. You got to have some talent, man. And if you don't have a quarterback, how are you winning? How are you winning, Gordon? How? You could have brought back Newt Rockney. He was not winning with that quarterback play last year. <laughs> It was awful at best. We'll continue the conversation with you at 1-800-919-3776. Also on X, formerly Twitter, at Hardest to ESPN, at Gordon Damer. At ESPN New York, 98 underscore 7 FM. We'll talk to you next on 98.7 ESPN.